0: approached me and said, how is it possible that the Devil's Doom came back? You guys were gone. How did you guys come back? And I simply say to them, um, dark science, cloning, uh, secrets only the Sith knew, is the explanation for how we came back.
1: Um, yeah. We are, yeah. We are all the podcasts.
0: All the
1: podcasts. In one. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And yet we're 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 not going to make ourselves as young as we could. We're going to stop. Yeah. You, uh, at a, well, I, at a
1: ripe seventy-two. I've got a yeah, series sorry. of of notes. <laughs>
0: there there are notes. Uh. Well, sir, here we are again. Uh. Possibly one final time on the on the path of Skywalker, uh, we will we shall see. But here we are back again for another episode, sir. How are you doing?
1: Oh, I am hanging in there. It's about <laughs> it's about as good as uh, about as good as I can, I can really muster up. So you know how like when they, they you, you you a new president gets elected in right. in in better times okay i'm just saying yeah. in general a, a new president gets elected and then after his term is up you generally have people who like look at pictures of them before they entered the office and then after and they always age like 10 years and like four you know what i mean yeah um that's how i feel about uh being a parent to a toddler <laughs>
0: uh,
1: And I and I, yeah. and I know you know what i'm talking about <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I know I know I know, and there are listeners out there that are listening that I know, uh-huh. know where as well,
1: so yeah, it's been uh a week or two um yeah it's it's very difficult uh having two work at home parents with limited assistance uh to take care of the little dude and try to maintain a work life and, and your sanity. And it's just, it's been a real challenge over here. So Jen's mom's been great on the three days she comes, but on the days that she doesn't, well, two of the days that she doesn't, um, fortunately he goes to daycare. Uh, but we really can only afford two days right now. We're, you know, putting him in more is going to be very expensive. And it's rather difficult right now to figure out how to do so we're just dealing with them on the three days uh, other days. And it's, uh, it's a lot. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: And I mean, we are a little bit, a little bit fortunate to say that he, we can occupy him with things for a time. Oh. I see we, it's, re- it's really Julie because she, he's William is with Julie about 99% of the time throughout the work day. Um, She's got a laptop and I'm chained for the office in the basement.
1: Yeah. Grant, uh, Grant has no interest in things for that duration of time yet. Yeah. He's still, he's still, he needs more structure than we can, you know, give him when we're both doing jobs. So Yeah, that's tough, but we're doing our best. Um, my deck reconstruction project is finally nearing, nearing, if not completed. So that's nearing the end or completed. So that's a good thing. That's- I have
0: seen the pictures on the Facebooks. So was this a reconstruction or were you just kind of sealing?
1: Uh, both. So I had a lot of rotted uh, boards. They had to come out, get replaced with new ones. And on top of that, I had to uh, put on a whole new coat of uh, solid stain and all that to cover up you know, the, the old chipped flaked deteriorated finish that was on it so it's uh right. it's been reborn
0: or or reborn Re- yes
1: yes Born? and yeah. i don't know if you're aware of this but um materials were hard to come by uh apparently due to uh well obviously due to covid all these supply chains for a lot of things are were disrupted so things became a little more difficult to acquire, that being lumber and uh, fasteners and screws. Add to that, because everyone is stuck inside, everyone apparently decided they were going to do housework, so that made the materials even harder to acquire. So I'm lucky that I got this done, because <laughs> uh, it was. if you were to go to Home Depot and try to get um, deck boards or deck board fasteners, screws, you, sir, would be looking at a lot of empty shelving. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm luckily it, it got done so yay yay them. i'm i'm happy about it i can and yay you. yeah i can i can go and enjoy my deck again um just in time for the fall well we, we have another month or two of of decent yeah, of, of deck worthy weather so we're okay
0: for all people joke about winter in Buffalo, they always forget that summer always goes like two months longer than you normally
1: expect it to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's cool. It's, it's all, it's all good. But that aside, I'm not, there's not a lot to report on the media, you know, front. I'm not really, I'm still watching Ozark. Um, I find season, I'm in season two right now. I don't find it nearly as interesting as season one um i'm told that it gets really good again and then season three is excellent so we'll see but so far season two is kind of a snoozer um i'm not really playing anything new or exciting right now so there's that and uh yeah that's about it for me cool what are you up to
0: well, before I get into what I'm up to, do we have
1: no, uh, sound effect this week? No, uh, no, not, not tonight. No, uh, no pop cap, whatnot. T- taking a night off. Oh, all right. You okay. Sure. I mean, oh, there'll be plenty of time for that this weekend, okay. but not, not today. Today. Uh, my extra calories were, uh, I a uh, peanut butter shake at, uh, Lake effect ice cream. So. Hey, there you go. Yeah. That's you know. Cool. Yeah, no. Trying to be good, Carl. Um,
0: Yeah, yeah. So, as far as my week goes, uh, I got in the mail over the past weekend, the new uh, hero pack expansion for Marvel Champions uh, being the Incredible Hulk, which is I've played a couple times with, and it's really it's interesting. It's fun. They're really exploring uh, different design space uh, with the the new expansions that have come out in this game, the newer characters and the villains they have coming up. Um, so Hulk is interesting in that he can, as you know, Hulk is Hulk. he can do major, major damage, but, um, he is also can be unpredictable and as a, has a very limited, uh, hand size for cards, he can draw back into his hand. Hmm. Um, so whereas you can do super big damage on a turn, he can't do like, he can very rarely do multiple super big damages on one turn. Like some other characters can. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, that was a lot of fun. uh I'm trying to think what else my lovely 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 wife, Julie, has caught the Lego bug hard. <laughs>
1: hard So dare I ask uh what's at this point? what is in danger of overtaking the house first? your game shelf or the Lego shelf?
0: Well, my game shelf has uh moved downstairs okay i i made a point to um during the quarantine period since i was working in the office i would finally kind of convert it to um a a game room like i said i've wanted to do for a long time so i got some shelving units and did that so my game collection has since moved to the basement um my mother showed up on our doorstep one day with two huge Lego sets for William. Uh, she got him the, uh, resistance Y wing, which I assembled for William. And she also got him a Yoda, big Yoda, um, Lego set. And, uh, Julie put that together over the course of a week, roughly about a week. It took her, Mm -hmm. um, She's also doing, uh, her stitching and whatnot. So that, yeah. So she finished the Yoda and then about halfway through doing the Yoda, she starts shopping for her next set. And I found there's, there's two sets. I found one was a little pricey for her, but I'm not sure how much longer that excuse is going to last. Um, the first set I found was they did a Stranger Things set. Hmm. And it's like, literally, it's a double-sided set. There is a, a regular world and an upside-down. Okay. Um, so I would actually encourage you while we're talking about this to look up Stranger Things Lego set, because I think you'd really dig it. Um, so... She saw that, she was like, ah, eh, it's a little, a little expensive for where we want to go right now. Um, and then uh, she found the Iron Man helmet Lego set. So it's, a, uh, it's an Iron Man helmet that you construct out of Legos. Uh, slightly, probably about, uh, roughly slightly bigger than a softball when completed. Um, and she just did it this evening. Opened the box, started, finished it. It wasn't a big set. It was the Yoda set was thirteen bags of pieces, and um, the Iron Man set was four.
1: So um, this yeah, the Stranger Things set is uh, it, it's cute. It's that's kind of crazy, isn't it? It's it's, it's neat. It's neat.
0: The things they do with Legos nowadays.
1: I just want the uh, I just want the Dustin mini mini figure. Is that, that's all you want. <laughs> that's all I want. That's great. Is it? Is it, is it missing the the teeth?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, that, it, the hat and teeth. That's required. It, yes, they, that's both. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So that is what has been going on here. Uh, yeah, Julie. Julie has that bug pretty harshly. (laughs) Um, But hey, she's enjoying it, makes her happy, I'm all for it. Um, That's pretty much it. It's been a relatively quiet week. I'm doing some uh, gaming reorganization, uh, tidying up of things. But that's pretty much it. Uh, so, yeah, that's our weeks, unexciting as they may be. Dear listeners, if you'd like to tell us about your weeks send the same questions or comments to the show, you can do so at the following social media locations. You can find us on Twitter at DevilsDewPod. Uh, you can email us at TheDevilsDewPod at gmail.com. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash pod, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the com. And Drew, that being said, we do have some emails. All right. Uh, Two emails this week. First from Mr. Cyrus Moore. Greetings, gentlemen. Hope you are well. Just finished your last episode on The Last Jedi. And no, you did not sway me into liking it. Uh, Jedi mind tricks do not work on me. <laughs> Thick auto accent. Just gonna leave that hang there uh-huh, here for uh-huh,
1: a moment. Uh-huh. Moving on. <laughs> Move along.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am, however, excited for you to discuss Episode Nine: Revenge of the Fetch Quest, a movie that was able to steer this rudderless ship back to a point where all the elegance with all the elegance of a Sander Bullock and speed Two. on a personal note. And recently de- um, on a personal note and recently decided to tap out of star Wars Armada. The game has lost some of its appeal for me. So I sold my collection in favor of focusing on song of ice and fire miniatures game, which is tremendous. Uh, if you could choose an IP to have its own tactical miniatures game, mm. what would you want Sand on the table? You know, it's it's funny, Cyrus, that you, you've tapped out of Armada because they just announced that the Clone Wars material is coming to Armada. Uh, Separatists and Republic ships are coming to Armada, and they they did that over the, the Gen Con announcement. So you strike me as someone who likes the prequels, and that's all well and good. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of surprising. I mean, I get... Because Armada doesn't get the support that X-Wing does. Um, but, yeah. But, Drew, mm. IP want to see you as a tactical miniatures game.
1: Oh. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Ta-
0: tactical miniatures games are not your gaming forte.
1: I'm just trying to think for of the most yeah, I'm just trying to think of something that would lend itself to an X Wing or a Armada style gameplay setup. And I I'm I, I I I'm coming up empty, to be honest with you.
0: I'm gonna go with Voltron. Okay. Yeah, that could I, work. I think there's something really cool that could be done with Voltron, depending on how they would want
1: to do it. Um yeah. Well there you go Let's see. Voltron. Or if I may, or maybe if, you if you're may. if you're going down that kind of route, maybe Transformers? Yes. Multiple forms. Yeah. And yeah. some kind of of something.
0: <laughs> there there is, or I should say was, a Transformers uh trading card game. And that was just recently canceled. Yeah. Oh. They got a couple waves and whatnot. They were doing interesting things with the cards, cards. I mean, it was a trading card game, so I wasn't about to dip my toes in those waters. But it um, seemed interesting. I finished uh, Transformers, that Netflix Transformers. Yeah. It was, was good. Mm. It was good. Really good. I highly recommend it. All right. I, know I know they're not your forte, but it's still a good watch. Cool. Um, so, yeah, that's it for uh, Cyrus's email. As always, Cyrus, thank you very much. And then on to Mr. J. Gelsomino. Hey. Alan, Alan's been absent still recently. Did he have questions last episode? I don't think he did. No, no he yeah. did not. He's been ditching us, yes. But Jay hasn't, has <laughs> Jay's still here. Um, I guess Jay loves us more than Alan does. That's yep. Okay, so Drew and Carl, what one casting change would you have them made to the prequels to improve them?
1: Uh, whoever played Anakin, <laughs> replace him, and that's. I, I mean, it's it's the easy it's the easy choice. It's the smart choice. It's the right choice. Uh, it just it, no no disrespect to Hayden Christensen necessarily because I'm sure that he's a fine actor outside of this stuff, but uh, he couldn't work with whatever George was trying to do. Other people kind of could better, like Ewan McGregor, for instance, was doing the Lord's work in these movies. Um, given you know what he had to work with and he managed he managed to squeak out a likable presence in three movies whereas hayden christensen really just uh inspired a lot of inspired a lot of uh, (laughs) loathing and and derision so get him out of there and put someone in there who can who can do do more with the little that they were given
0: Daniel Day Lewis. That's as, your answer to everything.
1: Yeah, I, I, by as, the way, I didn't I didn't have Anakin. as sure, sure. I didn't have a uh you know I don't have a, a a person in mind, mind you, but that's the role that would have to be addressed to try to salvage what we had. Um Yeah, I think I would have to agree with you there, especially
0: in Phantom Menace. Well yeah, age up age up a bit. Get a bit older
1: yeah they never should have started with him as a kid as we discussed before and then not to mention i just think the other weird thing is like his voice now i'm not saying that they had to get someone that sounded exactly like james earl jones but the fact that like he sounds like a wimpy wimpy white bread kid uh basically and as soon as he puts the mask on then his voice gets all baritone and deep it's like oh oh, okay that's dumb because when he took the mask off in Return of the Jedi, uh, it didn't have the, you know, machine-like effect on it any longer. But Sebastian... Sebastian Shaw, correct? Right? Yes. Uh, he still had it a wonderfully... Took a break
0: from leading the hellfire. Park. Yeah, I was
1: going to say. Um, <laughs> that Sebastian Shaw? Uh, he still had a very deep timbre. And, you know, he he did a great job of uh, making you believe that that was the voice that you heard all along. You know what I'm saying? With him, with Christensen, I'm sorry, but I don't buy it.
0: (laughs) If you're going to be put into a suit that has to sustain your life and you're going to have a voice projector, some sort of device. Um, and you have the option to use James Earl Jones. I mean, I think that's just a given.
1: Yes, but as right. I as I just established, it, that's would, we, you, we, we, would you rather we, would you rather him walk around sounding like Marco stunt? Uh, no, but as I just laid out, it it was never implied that the suit was why he sounded that way. <laughs> that's just how his voice was. But whoops, George. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he clearly didn't care about any other continuity that made no sense and when he wrote these things so yeah sure whatever sounds like a wimpy what wimpy 20 something kid sure <laughs> okay uh
0: true yes how overwhelmed were you with emotion oh when yoshihashi <laughs> won his first title <laughs> belt as new co co-hol- co-holder of the never six man tag
1: belts the, the most meaningless will it, th- go on go
0: on will it be eclipsed when tashi wins the world title
1: um i'm so proud of yoshihashi winning the most meaningless titles in njpw the ones that they often forget they they even have in the company um how happy was i um i i, I um i i guess uh, i got as drunk as Yoshihashi looks all the time in celebration. Okay. (laughs) Maybe a little background on this for the... Yoshihashi stinks out loud and he looks drunk all the time.
0: (laughs) And what's the the title that he won?
1: He is now one of the uh, holders of the Never Open Weight Six Man Tag Titles. okay that yeah it it so you know there's like tag teams right yes well the never open weight so okay that the never open weight division in new japan is like it's a vague it's it's a vague vaguely defined title that really doesn't mean anything so the IWGP Heavyweight Championship is the heavyweight division title. It's the main title, right? It's their world title. Then you've got the Intercontinental title, which is like a secondary title. Now, you could argue that if you have two heavyweight titles, why why do you need two? Shouldn't everyone be gunning for the one? That's a valid point, and I get there very quickly. Um, the intercontinental though was established and you know, WWF has had E whatever they've had one forever. So it's kind of like the, the B title, you know what I mean? It's like for the up and coming kind of guy, you know know what I mean? You could argue the same for new Japan. So, okay, that's that fine. Fair enough. But now you've got the never open weight title, which is basically a belt and it just allows anyone of any weight division and not tied up in a major program. With the IC or the world title, it gives them something to fight over, but it's generally pretty meaningless, and they kind of hot potato it around a little bit, and it's no one really cares about it. So the never Openweight six man tag team championships, it's basically their trios championships. So three three on three tag tags, it's defended in three on three tag matches. So New Japan's um, tag they don't really have like a tag division in new japan per se um i mean they they do there is there are tag team titles and all that in in very in uh weight classes as well there's there's the heavyweight tag team titles and there's the junior heavyweight tag team titles and those kind of mean something but then there's the never open weight six man which is like the titles that the company again for, often forgets that they have <laughs> so they they don't really mean much so good job yoshihashi <laughs> way to go you yeah you, you
0: peed on the potty by yourself
1: <laughs> good, good for you. mind you this is the same guy who um last year i think it was last year maybe the year before he was supposed to have like this big run-in save uh in a main event uh like like a, um, there was a big beat down in, in, in the after after the main event of a show, and he was okay. going to be the guy to run in and make the save on, for Okada because they're they're stablemates. Okay. They're both in the the chaos stable. Well, yep. yeah, he ran down, he ran down to the ring, and when he got to the bottom of the ramp, he tripped and fell and smashed his face into the ring apron. He concussed himself. Busted himself open, got in the ring, stumbled around like an idiot trying to remember what he was supposed to do, and basically made a fool of himself. Okay, yeah, I already didn't like him, so like that was like catnip for me to just laugh at him more. <laughs> so anyway, Alrighty. yeah, wow. yeah, good, good job, Yoshihashi. Good, 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 good job. Good hustle, yeah. good hustle. Good. <laughs> good, good
0: hustle. Okay, uh, Carl. If he wins, sorry, Jay. That should say when. When he wins, oh. who should Louis Gossett Jr. dedicate his Emmy win to? Cindy and Sandy, Bess Armstrong, or the damn shark's mother? Jay, unfortunately, none of these selections are correct. He should dedicate his win doug masters the only american pilot known to survive a direct hit from a missile and come back in another movie (laughs) you don't see maverick doing that crap
1: i mean maverick coming back in another movie but who knows when it's coming out now because everything is basically ruined
0: yeah i mean yeah that's oh, oh, good for you, Maverick. How how long did it take you to come back in a movie? There are four Iron Eagle movies. <laughs> okay, so you know about time you got around to coming back, Maverick. Doug Masters has been holding it down for you. Um, so yeah, that's it for the emails. Thank right. you, as always, those who participate. Now we move on to the news. And Drew, we have some things to talk about. Okay. Uh, yeah, not, not really a great week if you're hopeful about the uh, stability of DC Comics, No DC en- Entertainment as a whole, yeah. um, because it was announced earlier in the week that a massive round of layoffs uh, happened from DC Comics um writers are editorial um we have started to see title cancellations it was just now say the aquaman is canceled um you can assume that you know that's going to be the first of many uh this is a major major uh i don't even want to say it's a trimming of the fat because when you're when you're making cuts at editorial, that's that's a signal that not everything is good.
1: Yeah, um, major shakeup uh, at AT and T slash WB, um, and it yep. cascaded all the way down to DC Comics. Um, yeah, I mean we're we're talking big big names out. And Jim Lee getting demoted, kind of. He was the publisher, and now he's no longer the publisher. Now he's just the chief creative officer. So basically, he's, he's not where he was doing before. Um, it, it, it's it's a bloodletting. And what it stems back to is AT&T taking on this massive debt to acquire Warner Brothers. Um, business gonna business. And their shareholders, uh, AT&T's shareholders got spooked by basically what's going to happen more. I mean, not, 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 not for nothing, Carl, but Warner brothers won't be the only ones to feel this, uh, the pain of COVID. Every studio is going to feel some pain. So you're going to be a lot more of this going on, believe it or not. Um, so keep an eye on Disney, keep an eye on everyone. Um, there will be more where this count came from, unfortunately, but, uh, AT&T's shareholders, um, I have to imagine given the business that AT&T is in historically, um, I don't know that they were prepared for the kind of volatility acquiring a production company like Warner Brothers would bring them. So they got real ticked off and had a little shareholder revolt against the the big wigs. So changes were a coming and they came. So they're reorganizing their whole company more or less um, centering everything around HBO Max and they're streamlining everything in that vein. Um, So even this affects even all elite wrestling, believe it or not, because the guys who the guy who put all elite wrestling on TNT he's gone that dude's gone so they better hope the ratings stay good and that they're happy with paying you know what they're paying for the show because uh if WCW is any indicator now mind you this is 20 years ago and a a very different time uh, with a very different product with a very different um financial situation around uh WCW but um All it took to get WCW uh, basically, the the reason why WCW ceased to exist, now granted again, like I said, completely different situation, and they were hemorrhaging money, Um, but all it took was one guy in the Turner office who didn't like wrestling to say, they're done. That's it. And it had nothing to do with anything other than the fact that that guy didn't want wrestling on their channel anymore. And that was the only reason. It wasn't financial. It was strictly wrestling I don't like it, goodbye, so anyway that let's hopefully that's not the case this time around, but uh we'll see so at the d c side um what, i've had I've shared this with you i might I might have even said it on the show a couple times, and i I certainly fear it, and now it's even closer to reality, even if it hasn't officially happened yet, all it's gonna take for one of these big major companies is a snap of their fingers to say we don't need comics anymore period because it's such a niche market it's such a small thing that if it's bleeding money why should they bother keeping it around and like this i I don't know how bad things really got over there at wb dc and you know i don't i don't know the, the full scope of the meetings that took place but like I don't know for for a half a minute there when things were that you know that the, the the day when all the rumors were flying about these cuts, I was for for a for a good solid chunk of time I thought I wonder if they're just going to sack the whole thing, and say screw it we own this stuff and we'll put it in movies and cartoons or whatever but why are we wasting our time and money in publishing? So I it didn't happen that way but it 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 feels like it could happen. If things don't turn around, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't, let
0: me put this away. I don't foresee it happening, but I feel the potential for it happening is greater than it's ever been.
1: Yeah. Right, right, right. Like Uh, if (laughs) without, uh, we'll, we'll use a, um, a property that they own as reference. The, the DC doomsday clock is closer to midnight than it was before.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I think, Right now, what could potentially be a best case scenario for, uh, DC is to be sold to another company who is interested in publishing and, um, AT&T retain the, uh, film, television and streaming rights. Cause at the end of the day, that is probably what they're most interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, uh, as we were talking about this, I was just checking some websites. Uh, superherohype.com reports that Jim Lee confirms all of DC Universe's shows are going to HBO Max.
1: Which I think we um, already assumed based on DC. We figured and, yeah. it
0: was more or less a matter of time. It didn't make sense. even Even in a world where everything is going fine, everything is going well in a vacuum, it doesn't make sense to have both DC Universe and HBO Max. Um, so we kind of figured that that was going to be the direction that they were going into, which I mean, I'm okay with, cause I have HBO max. I don't have DC universe, but I will say this though. They, uh, the Harley Quinn show, they moved that over to HBO max already. Drew, I'm not gonna lie. I've been watching that show and simply taking it for what it is, not trying to connect it to like actual canon or anything. That show was hysterical. Good. That, that show is just freaking hysterical. Mad, it's like... Madcap fun? Yeah. It's like if Archer was a DC show, is is the best way to describe it. Interesting. Yeah. So, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I, there are some things, obviously, Young Justice Season 3, I've wanted to see for a while, so um, it'll be... It'll be interesting to see uh, when that takes place. But again, something we kind of knew was going to happen eventually. So yeah, uh, DC now not really in the best of shape. Um, It's going to be interesting what probably the next two to three years holds for them. uh, For this all to kind of like level out and for them to kind of find their their new norm whatever that will be but again i think really right now the best case scenario is for dc to get sold warner brothers keeps all the the film television stuff they want and then just let it let the comics be what the comics are
1: yeah Yeah. i i don't know uh god i don't even know I, i really don't even know what that would look like you know
0: I mean, like, right now, I mean, like I mentioned, you know, it was announced that Aquaman is being canceled. I would not be surprised if you saw a massive cut in non-Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman related titles. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it will be... It'll be interesting to see. Like I know on this show, if you've listened to us for a long time, you know, one of our favorite pastimes is bragging on the D C films and what sometimes they try to do in the comics. But at the end of the day, we we love we love D C. We love these characters and we want uh to see them carry on for a very long time in comic book form. Um, so this is not uh good news for for us either uh so moving along to uh, another big news story of some uh, established uh franchise kind of shifting and dealing with the change um yoshinori ono announced early this week that he is departing capcom
1: makers Um, of street fighter
0: makers of street fighter and yoshinori ono um, up until recently, was head of the Capcom Fighting Games division, which is understandably a fairly big part of Capcom. Not as big as it was, but still a pretty big part. Um, over time, he has been, uh, there, and again, a lot of this I'm getting from uh, doing that uh, video that Max Maximilian posted earlier today, and he is very knowledgeable on these issues, and he does not uh, theorize a lot without uh, raw data to back it up. So basically the way it works in Japanese business is you are not essentially fired right off the bat. You are demoted more and more until you decide to leave. Um, and that is kind of what has been happening with uh Onosan for uh for a while now and just uh, the the perceived failure of Street Fighter V and Marvel vs. Capcom, Infinite, uh Street Fighter Cross Tekken, uh basically everything since everything fighting game wise since um Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 has uh, in large ways been viewed as a failure um, from Capcom. Most of these things, obviously, have not uh, received high critical praise. Um, I enjoy Street Fighter V. I thought it, I thought the game itself was good. Obviously, it had a lot of problems at launch with how they decided to package it. Um, a lot of features that you come to expect in modern fighting games were left out of it, and they only added much, much later. Um, a lot of problems with the netcode for online play, and in a game where you are uh, supposedly catering to esports and and online competitions, that's not a good thing. Um, so after, geez, I think it's like thirty years um, with the company in the last. Last almost, let's see, Street Fighter 4 came out in 2008. So, yeah, for 10 over a decade, Yoshinori Ono has been kind of the guiding force behind Street Fighter and Capcom fighting games. And he, like, he was one of the key motivators to get Capcom to make Street Fighter 4 which gave birth to the new fighting game renaissance that we're currently in right now.
1: So, so he, I mean, he, he, he got him back, but couldn't, he got him, he got take, him he back. He could only take it so far.
0: Yeah, he got him back. But like after street fighter four, nothing was considered meeting or exceeding that, uh, success, uh, critically or on the sales sheet. Now, you know Street Fighter 5 by you know any measurable standard is a financial success yeah. but is not necessarily the success they were hoping it to be mm. uh, so now and also what's coming out is that uh Capcom announced last week a new season for Street Fighter 5 a new season of downloadable characters uh Previously, the seasons for this game have been announced and the new characters, about five characters, five downloadable characters that come out over a period of time for the season. Normally, this period of time is about one, maybe two months apart that they bring these characters out. Uh, There have been uh, five characters, four were announced one is a mystery character that's coming out at the end and these releases are going well well into next year we're talking like fall uh fall winter 2021
1: so based on that i wouldn't count on street fighter 6 showing up anytime soon no, because apparently
0: Street Fighter Six development is not going well at all street huh. apparent from what Maximilian is saying in his video, and again if he's saying it he's not just firing stuff off the cuff to get views if he's saying it he's got he's got reliable information um, Street Fighter Six was supposed to be a launch game for PlayStation five
1: Hmm. Which, launches, which is coming up very soon. This, so
0: This holiday season. And apparently they are nowhere near ready to even announce the game. Um, the development has not gone well, and uh, Yoshinori Ono has become a apparent casualty of that. Now, all due respect to Yoshinori Ono, we don't have Street Fighter 4. We don't have the the new fighting game uh, renaissance without him. Um, I am okay with a change uh, to kind of get get Street Fighter Six to what it needs to be. I am I am okay with waiting because uh, I don't want a repeat of Street Fighter Five. I don't want a repeat of you know Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Or even Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Um, You know, I want Capcom to be the gold standard in fighting games again. Right now, it is just not. Um, So, yeah. And apparently, Street Fighter 5 was supposed to be a launch title for the PS4, too. Hmm. Uh, So, yeah. Capcom is apparently gonna capcom but they're making changes and we will uh hopefully see what those changes
1: encompass oh you know what we didn't talk about it uh in our news item before this but i guess i, I really wonder what uh the warner brothers at&t stuff means for netherrealm yeah i, I wonder don't. if they i wonder if they punt it
0: I don't think so because Mortal Kombat makes money. Mortal Kombat makes a lot of money.
1: Yeah, but if it's not part of their core, if they don't see it as being a part of their core business going forward, they might just say we don't need this on the books. It is video games that, are a huge expenditure, man. So if they're getting if they're getting cost uh, cost conscious, they might look to offload some of the fat.
0: If if that is the case. um... I don't see them letting the unless I would not. Or here's the initial gut reaction: is I don't see that. I would see them selling um, Nether Realm, but trying to keep Mortal Kombat.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's like kind of like but, what we're just talking about with DC, like somehow offloading yeah. the property but keeping all rights to the IP.
0: Right, but Ed Boon. Is very smart. He is. <laughs> so I I would not be surprised if Ed Boon owns Mortal Kombat in uh, some way that would prevent that from happening. I if I that's, if that's a good not question. The case, if that's not the case, um, it would be very bad for Mortal Kombat. Because Ed Boon has been the driving force of that franchise from, forever. Yep, from day one. Why? Um, and especially over you know the past ten years or so, the the game has turned into a like legitimate competitive fighting game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would. It would be unfortunate for the Mortal Kombat IP and the the Mortal Kombat fans out there. But also, at the same time, giving someone like Ed Boon a chance to start over fresh. There's something to that that isn't a little bit appealing.
1: I don't know. Mortal Kombat's his baby. (laughs) so It is his baby, and I'm sure he would fight tooth and nail to to keep it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. So it'll be, I don't, I, I'm more worried about DC than I am. Nev NetherRealm Studios because they, they, all they do is make money. Um, I can't think of the last time they really had a, a failure. Um, anyway. So yeah, there, there was Drew There was a Nintendo related. Now I'm like, full-blown story but pe- people be be snatching some stuff
1: well <laughs> there was the the. it's called the giga leak if you want to google this kids the the giga leak uh, how it happened who's responsible is all very vague but um terabytes of insider nintendo information was found hacked if you, you know, it's, it's, again, it's vague as to how this all kind of came out. But um, all this stuff that, and it dates back basically to the Super Nintendo era into the N64 era. And we're talking source code of games, um, development documents, uh, unreleased games, um, developer, developer notes, just again terabytes of data that people are still sifting through and from that we've we've had some pretty interesting discoveries um you might have heard about some of the big ones that have already kind of leaked out and that being that luigi was kind of in the source code of super mario 64 or at least assets of him were in the sort the source code of super mario 64 um, unfortunately, it was never completed, so he 's not in the final version of the game, but the hackers that found the the data pieced him back together using the game 's source code and you can see what he would have looked like now and stuff um there 's crazy uh un- unused sprites from star fox um interesting developer notes from star fox uh like I'm, I'm glossing over stuff just for the sake of brevity, but like, uh, crazy amounts of stuff. It's, it's hard to really explain 3d models of link or what appears to be link that were intended to run on the super FX chip that was running, that ran star Fox basically. So like they were, Nintendo was prototyping all of the 3d stuff well before the N64 ever. saw the light of day, um, Super Nintendo stuff that's really interesting to me. There was uh, there's there's sprites out there uh, of Link that appear to be from some manner of Zelda Two remake that never happened, but the sprites are are exist. It's it's pretty wild. Um, people are theorizing getting into another game that uh, Yoshi's Island. You know, Super Mario World Two, Yoshi's Island. Uh, apparently started its life as some kind of Donkey Kong game, allegedly. And then at some point, it transitioned over to a Yoshi game and Rare made Donkey Kong Country shortly thereafter. Um, how, why, we don't know exactly. But it, like what's, what's kind of become clear from all this data as, as people are pouring over it is like, there is so much there are so many what ifs and uh what could have beens in in this it's it's in a real way and it's this this leak is kind of only reinforcing it this stuff is like history in a way um video games are such an important medium nowadays and obviously financially it's bigger than it's ever 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 been and this stuff is like honestly it's this is like historic stuff and it's sad to me that it took a leak a hack and a leak of all this data to come out to find a lot of this stuff um i i really wish nintendo and other video game companies as as, as well um squaresoft especially you know i mean the only reason that you have uh final fantasy 8 is because like someone found the source code from a PC port somewhere because Square lost the source code <laughs> of Final Fantasy VIII. Um, I think they even lost the source code for Seven, which is why the why the PC version was the one that they ported over to Steam into into uh, 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 Switch and all that stuff as well. Um, th- this stuff is historic I- and important to to generations of people. I and I really wish. Um, these companies were better at like archiving it and revealing it in in some manner, some kind of music. I don't know if it was, if you need a physical museum, I don't know, but some kind of online museum even, or, you know, I don't know, a video series or just some kind of way to, to show people this stuff, because obviously fans love it. Fans want to see it. Fans are interested in in the development process of their favorite games in a very real way, um, and you know, again, I feel bad that, that it came out this way, but now that the stuff is kind of out there, it's just fascinating to see, and it really is, um, you know, it's that peek behind the curtain, and it's 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 a it's a look at history and how we got what we got and the iterations of things to, to get what we got and what could have been. So it's been pretty wild, man. So if you are interested in any of this, I would uh, Google the giga leak and just take a look at the stuff that's kind of been uncovered so far. And there's more to go. They're still pouring over data. Um, So yeah, wild, wild stuff, man. Um, Just pretty, pretty crazy. Especially if you were a fan of the super Nintendo and the N64 at that time, uh if you grew up with it you're going to see stuff that is pretty mind blowing it'll it's going to change your understanding of what that of what you thought you knew cool it's it's pretty weird it's pretty wild yeah it's
0: it's weird to think like first off it's weird to think back and remember that super mario world was the only mario brothers proper game that we got for the super nintendo yeah yeah, yeah. And it was the launch title for the system. Yeah. Like there was never really a follow up to that. Nor was there ever a true follow up to uh Super Mario 64.
1: Not on the N64, no. No there wasn't. Like
0: we didn't get multiple Mario games again in a single generation until
1: the, the Wii. Wii. The Wii, yeah. Yeah. Universe or Galaxy, I'm sorry. Um yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy. You know the other crazy thing? Um there were files of a a Mario sprite of of Super Mario and it was it I swear it looks like pre-rendered um Donkey Kong style Donkey Kong Country style graphics. Like, you know what I mean? Like the the CGI pre-rendered kind of look. Yeah. The file for that Mario sprite was dated 1989. Before Super Mario World was even, you know, out, so or, or or in development maybe, so like they were tinkering with that kind of graphic style even then. That's so crazy to think about. But there they were, But you know, it, it was happening. Crazy it's, man! It's wild. That's it's a- it's wild. Yeah. I mean, I know like to young, younger generations, they, they probably don't care about like any of this necessarily. But like I said, this stuff, it really, it really is history. Um, and it's, it's just, it's crazy.
0: So I, I think that kind of, that does it for us for the news. All right. unless there's something else you can think of? No, that's
1: not much is happening in, in a, in a COVID world. Well,
0: that that brings us on to the the main event, if you will. <coughs> so and obviously, I'm talking about Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. Now,
1: here we are. When
0: this came out, we were kind of on our hiatus break, whatnot. Have you? We always said, okay, we'll come back, we'll review this, and then be a one shot deal. But for some reason, time, or just because of the movie, we never got around to it so this is kind of going to be our our review our oh man what happened Uh, (laughs) take on uh star wars rise of skywalker uh so let's get into it we have a film here that is intended to wrap up arguably the most influential film series of all time I think mm-hmm. you can, you can you can put that put the classic Star Wars trilogy into that argument. Um, something we again, as the the common theme of the prequel films go, we never thought we'd get this, um, and here we are with this thing now, and we had uh, Force Awakens, which was as we mentioned kind of its purpose was to remind people why they love Star Wars. And in doing that, they kind of made a, a, I don't want to say a remake of Star Wars, but a film that follows the original Star Wars uh, very closely as far as beats and themes and things that happened to it. Um, And so now, like then we had Last Jedi, which was, uh, very much a departure from tradition, as a very uh, you know daring take on the mythology, and kind of really uh, cut away a lot of the the excess that had been building up around it for a uh, long time, and kind of streamlined it again. Um, which brings us to uh, Rise of Skywalker, which we had a uh, the original, there was the originally Colin Trevorrow was signed on to write and direct and, you know, through the, uh, through the process of making the film, the news story came out that Colin Trevorrow was departing over creative differences <sighs> and was replaced with JJ J. Abrams. Mm hmm. Um and one of the first things JJ said officially after being hired was I know
1: I'm not good with endings. <laughs> so wait uh, wait to lead things off JJ. If if we know that
0: this is a guy's weakness why are we giving him the reins of one of the most important endings in filmmaking history.
1: Well, if I had to guess it's because they had a date locked in and they had to get it done and he was available to do it. And they didn't want to they didn't want to risk someone else coming in with and starting fresh, so they went back to JJ who'd made the first one in hopes that he had ideas on how to finish all those threads he unfurled in the one that he made in the first one right well spoilers Man, he didn't
0: yeah <laughs> so leading up to this film and all this stuff happening um i will i will you know hold the l on this one as the kids are saying nowadays um i was saying okay they replaced the director this happened before it happened on broke one and we got Arguably one of the best Star Wars films ever. Um and like they they know what they're doing, they have a a plan. JJ's just gonna come in and and kind of finish out the plan and it's gonna be great. Um and you know what, Drew? They it's it is very clear that there was no plan, there was no roadmap, there were no cliff notes. There was nothing
1: now because,
0: because what we got was an effort to satiate as many different fans as possible and try to give everyone everything they wanted. And when, when you're telling a story that doesn't work, is
1: that what they tried um, to do? Is that what this was?
0: I think it kind of kind of was. Um, so... Okay, so Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, and I've said this to you before, Rise of Skywalker exists on three levels. It exists as the conclusion of a nine-film story series, a nine-film long story. It exists as a conclusion of its own contained trilogy and it exists as a film by itself on no level in any of these existences does this film exist as a coherent narrative
1: that's that's correct um and
0: okay yeah go I've been going for a while so so you go ahead. No,
1: that's that you 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 summed it up pretty well. It had to do all of those things. That's what it had to do. Yeah. And it kind of a tall order for even
0: even if there is a plan in place. Yeah. And uh you know, a film director who's completely confident and whatnot, um that is still a tall order. It yeah.
1: yeah. And it honestly fails at all of those things at what and i don't know if it's because it had to, it tried to do it all that it failed but like it it uh how do i how do we even begin to to, to tackle this like it it feels like it's pandering to fanboys And it's refuting The Last Jedi in a lot of spots because The Last Jedi was contentious among, you know, whatever. Whatever. (laughs) We don't have to go there. Um,
0: It's it's refuting in some spots and just flat out ignoring it in others.
1: Yeah. And again, I think that's not the way to go. But in any case. And,
0: And feel what you will about The Last Jedi whether you like it or don't like it, you have to admit that if you're telling a story that is a continuation as part of at least a trilogy of films, you can't act like the second act didn't happen. Right, right, right.
1: Um, And like it for, mm, for a, the, the way they Disney, Cost aside, uh, all of the extended, expanded universe stuff, um, and tried to refocus things on what they were doing in their movies and what you know, whatever you can, you can argue their why they did that and all that, but ultimately they streamlined things. Well, this movie decides to try to, for whatever reason, like smash all this outside stuff into it like it brings in there's so much there is so much fluff in this movie that is meaningless it doesn't serve the characters in its in the movie it doesn't serve their arc over 3 movies or 9 for that matter if you want to go there it just brings in all this extraneous lore crap and, uh, I, I don't, I don't know why it, it doesn't help anything. Um, it, it, like this movie's narrative is, 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 is a mess. Uh, star Wars was never about chasing MacGuffins and this movie has you chasing no less than two of them. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, that's, that's ridiculous. Like it, it, star Wars was never about holocrons and, and and daggers like suddenly that's that these are critical elements to our plot of this movie that has to tie up a bow of of its own trilogy and a and a nine part saga. What the hell are we wasting our time for on hol- holocrons and and daggers with magic uh, rulers that line up to wreckage? Uh, it, what what are we doing here? What what is this? Why none of this matters it doesn't matter what i i mean it's this movie is bad in now like it's not prequel bad it's its own kind of bad like yeah the 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 prequels are bad in a sort of like cringe inducing terrible execution kind of way where like we, we, we we've been over that okay This is like, no, no, you guys really tried and there's, I can see all of the talent on, you know, on display, but none of it matters. Like it's a whole different kind of bad. (laughs) And and the movie moves so quick. They get, again, they threw, they threw so much into it. And I think it was intentional. It's to distract you from the fact that none of it matters or means anything. Like you don't even have time because by the time you your brain realizes that this is dumb, they're on to like three other things, Mm -hmm. jumping scene to scene to scene to scene, location location location, uh, onto the next thing, onto the next thing, onto the next thing. That you you're you don't even like they're they're trying to distract you from the fact that none of this makes sense. Like it's 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 flabbergasting in a way that, that that this is what they settled on. I, I I find it hard to believe in a way. It's it's funny because
0: like I watched this movie the first time when when I finished with it. Now there are there are parts of this movie that I like that I enjoy. There are parts that like I pop for in the theater.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying it's entirely and, you know yeah. Like, moments.
0: You know it's it's technically. Done very well. Yeah, yeah I mean yeah. the action set pieces are great and whatnot. Obviously, like you know, they stick to making things real when they can. In this movie, even taking things that were CGI and making them real, like Maz in this film is a puppet. She is not a CGI character. Oh, really? She's an animatronic puppet. I, yeah, I,
1: I didn't. I didn't even know that. Interesting.
0: And that's how. That's how good she was. Um, I think I, I mentioned this to you once before like with Disney plus on the films, you get the option to, there's an extra section and it's kind of where they throw all the extra stuff that was on DVD. I would actually encourage you to go in and watch the stuff on, uh, rise of Skywalker. Cause the, the technical stuff, it shows what they're doing. is absolutely fascinating. Hmm. Like they show what it took to put Babu Frick on the screen. Cause again, he is not CG. He is, a, a puppet, and he is being operated by like six different people. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and it's, it's really, it's really well done. So it's it's w- well made, and there are moments that I really went in for. But when I got done watching it, like I kind of came to conclusion, like that's JJ is really good at making moments. And giving you those moments that remind you why you love something the way you do. He is not, at least in this case, good at stringing those moments together, again, with a coherent narrative. Like, when they're doing the thing with the dagger, Mm -hmm. looking at the remnant of the Death Star, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, are we literally doing Goonies? Is that what we're doing here? We're doing goonies,
1: yeah, not to mention, at least in goonies, like yeah, never mind, never it it doesn't matter it, yeah, we're doing goonies, and we're doing it across uh uh many, many, many years where this dagger, whoever made the dagger knew that the wreckage of the death star was going to land in this exact way on this exact planet, if you have to stand in this exact spot to find this exact thing. Like, what? What? I know this is all space fantasy and laser swords, but come on, dude! Like,
0: yeah, there's there's a certain point where just logic has to has to come into play.
1: Yeah, it's the suspension of this belief, right? Like, yeah, I can't. You're you're you're. There is a bridge too far where where your brain can just only take so much, and you just go, no, come on, like stop. You know. Um, that was dumb. I I have no, I have so many notes. I I took more notes on this than I wanted to probably. And they're going to read pretty snarky, but it's like, I, you know, I, uh, (sighs) bringing back Palpatine as well. Huge mistake. Huge mistake. He, he, he feels, dude, he feels so disconnected from the previous two movies. Like it's, it's this total weird shift. And again, I know we're trying to pay off the whole nine movies. So it makes sense if you look at it from that standpoint, but you know what? We're not though. Like it, it, we had the force awakens. We had the last Jedi Palpatine was nowhere to be seen. And now all of a sudden here's Palpatine. Like, wait, what? I, you know, uh, okay. I, I, and then I, I started thinking about it from like kind of a, uh, Almost like a, a Stan Lee kind of um, perspective, and it's like Stan Lee once said that every comic is someone's first comic, so that's why you know you in, you'll, in the old days you would have number one you'd have like the um, the the book kind of synopsis on, on on the first page of every comic back. Remember, remember those back in the day? Like a quick, yeah, you know. So, and, and, and then, rewarding. and then came a day unlike any other, when all the heroes had to band together and form the event, like just something like that. Right. Yeah. So, and then you would also, in those old days, you know, you'd get char- characters who describe their powers, like every issue, it, it would become redundant, but again, everything is someone's first thing. So like if someone's first Star Wars movie was the force awakens they have no idea who Palpatine is or why he should matter, but here he is in this one. And it's just like, Oh, by the way, Palpatine's here. Like, Oh, Oh, okay. And Oh, by the way, he made Snoke. And it's like, and he made many Snokes. And all of a sudden already my brain is like, if he could do that, why bother? Why wouldn't he just remake himself? And like the emperor never died. And the empire is still standing, right? Like, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. And then on top of that, I'm thinking, okay, well, Palpatine's back. Is this, what, what, what version of him is it? Because if it's like the one that got tossed on the reactor shaft, which I feel like they're kind of implying that it is based on his messed up hands and stuff, but yet he doesn't look like Palpatine from Return of the Jedi in his face. But but I, I don't know, and they don't tell me, so I just don't know. Like what? What? <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. So when
0: the when the, the trailer came out, the first teaser trailer, and uh, it's they tell you right there in the teaser trailer, hey, we're bringing Palpatine back.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Immediately, it feels like, okay, this is our way of trying to apologize to the fans for Last Jedi, the film, which they need not apologize for. Um, and then the speculation started of, like, how is he coming back? What form is he going to take? And, like, we were obviously, we were talking leading up to the film, and, like, the hope was, like, that he was just, like, show up at the end and it would be like kind of a, a very limited thing. Nope. Right in the crawl. There he is. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, uh, so, okay, we're going right into this then. And not only is he back, but he has, um, uh, an entire, Oh God. Fleet. Uh, just like, because, because people like star destroyers, Dude. and we need the old classic star destroyers. And, uh,
1: where, where, where did they come from? Who is manning them? How long has he had them? How long have these people been out there manning? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what? Yeah. What is? What is going on? How? Why? The other thing I don't like about this movie, like, and the reason why I said it kind of plays is fan service. The impression I got, and again, I could be right. Apparently, I'm wrong because the movie is telling me that I, I must have been wrong all these years. But the messaging in the original trilogy was pretty clear that the Jedi were an ancient kind of religion, and that in the in 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 the the in the time of the original trilogy, they were long forgotten about. People barely even remembered them or talked about them, right? They were kind of like old hat, whatever. Times moved on. And we don't get... We we don't get mentioned at all of... The the word Sith is not mentioned once in the original trilogy, right? Right. And the Emperor is kind of this shadowy, mysterious dude... We don't have any sort of rule of two in place. There's no real, you know, he's just the emperor. And all these, you know, imperial lackeys all answer to him. But they're all just basically soldier, military-type dudes, right? Right. In this movie, in Rise of Skywalker, they're talking about Sith... In the Sith language, and the evil of the Sith, like, everyone is apparently hip to the Sith. Uh, Oh, uh, okay, um, sure, that all maybe could have come up before now, chronologically speaking. No one said anything about any of that stuff in the original trilogy. The Emperor was just a bad dude with a bad army that, that Empire had a, an iron grip on the galaxy. That's pretty much it. That's all I really needed to know. And this, in Rise of Skywalker, even in even in uh, 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 Force Awakens and Last Jedi, you don't have the resistance in the Senate fearing the return of the Sith. No, they're fighting the First Order, like this militaristic yeah. thing. Now all of a sudden, I've got I've got uh, uh, Charlie from Drive Shaft telling me about the Sith. <laughs> like that's a lost reference <laughs> for you kids out there. Yeah. Uh, like what? What are you talking about? Why? While and, and C three PO is oh. By the way, this whole thing he can read Sith, but he can't speak because of the Senate passing something thing banning the translation of the Sith. Get out of here with this. What all of this reeks of fan service. The audience knows what the Sith are, so therefore we're just going to give them what they want, right? It's like it's like JJ wrote this crap without thinking about it. You know, like it's clear to me that he he knows this stuff because the fans know this stuff, but he doesn't understand any of its place in any of the of the universe that it's in. But he's going to put it yeah. in the movie, and we're supposed to care. Uh, no. You you fundamentally don't grasp any of this, as far as I can tell.
0: Right. I don't... So I don't have a problem with... because, From what I understand, the Sith was a concept that was created during the era of the classic trilogy. Um, to be like, whenever you're... No, I know it. Whenever you're writing, yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, whenever, whenever you're writing something or creating something, kind of create a Bible for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that Bible's not necessarily stuff that is put on the screen or on the page. It's stuff that's used to kind of fill out the backstory. So, the Sith as a concept came about during the time of Classic Trilogy. were flushed out more during obviously the prequels yeah right and obviously in the expanded universe much of which was you know decanonized after the the purchase um so the the presence of the sith and how the sith are being presented in this film are, are more what i have a problem with than the fact that there is a sith at all like i you know, I if there's going to be a Jedi, there's going to be a Sith. That there's there's going to be Autobots. There's going to be Decepticons. If there's going to be GI Joe. There's going to be Cobra. There's it's there's there's always the juxtaposed villain type. And yeah. for the for Star Wars, for the Jedi, it's Sith. No, that's um, that's
1: that's fine. But, like, it, but it's it's the casual the way is, that they're mentioned in this movie by every by everybody seemingly. Like it's, th- it's not even it's not even so much the. The, the
0: casual way, because, like, you can make... Like, if you sat down and you look at it, you'd be like, okay, you know, all right, Senate blocked off that to 3PO. Like, the language and whatnot put block in programming. If you go back and, like, to the war, the Sith and things like that. Okay. There but again, like to your point, there's a lot of deep diving that a casual person is not going to do to understand that information. My biggest thing in this was like
1: he's in this Coliseum? Yeah. Who were all these were were those people really there or was it just like symbolic? What 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 was going on there?
0: Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't shockingly enough for this film. It wasn't clear, um, <laughs> and it's just like it's, it's just. Oh man, it's just like uh, I, you, I know. you know who got the the rawest end of the stick in this film, character wise. Um, everyone, Ky- Kylo. Ren.
1: Yes, Kylo-, Kylo Ren. Yeah, Kylo who Ren for sure.
0: Of- because at the la- at the end of Last Jedi, this character is fully developed. He knows who he is. Yep. He knows what he wants, and he knows his purpose and place. He is supreme leader Kylo Ren. He is of the dark side, and that's who he is. Yep. Yep. He, he is the man who who murdered Han Solo. Um, I was I was strict. No redemption for Kylo. We'll get to that in a second. Um. <laughs> uh, and this film
1: just undoes all of that in twenty minutes, more or less. More, yeah, more or less. He he started like they telegraph his his turn. They telegraph the turn. You okay there? Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> they telegraph. So- they telegraph the turn pretty much from the beginning of the movie.
0: So he, at the end of Last Jedi, he has established himself as his own purpose, not as his own person, not needing a mentor or superior. Ten minutes in this film, he now has a mentor slash superior in Palpatine. In Last Jedi, he rejected um, the idea of he is just trying to be Vader by smashing the mask. And up, oh, no, we're gonna we're gonna put the mask back together.
1: Literally, yeah. Instead of uh, making a new one, they're literally gonna put the old one back together.
0: You know what I? You know what I would have respected more, honestly, if he had just made Vader's mask again and put that. On. <laughs> I, I would literally, I would have respected that more.
1: I'm honestly shocked. Um, now that you say that, I'm uh, honestly shocked they didn't. Yeah. Think of how many. Think and of so, think of like how how much mileage they could have got out of that visual in a trailer.
0: Right. Exactly. Um, so, and they just undo all the great things they did with this character. Uh, oh, geez. There's like, I want to talk about the stuff I liked, but there's still so much stuff I didn't like about it that really um i mean obviously okay yes we've talked about this before and we obviously have to talk about it again for this one the untimely passing of carrie fisher through a big monkey wrench into the scripting of this film
1: yeah now the question Uh, i have about that is what was intended
0: well from from what they've said And take this with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. that like, Force Awakens was Han's film as far as the classic characters go. Last Jedi was Luke's film. Rise of Skywalker was supposed to be Leia's film. So there was a lot more Leia planned for what was in there than obviously what we got for obvious reasons. Now, I respect their decision to not do a CG Carrie Fisher
1: outside of one scene,
0: outside of the the one scene. Um, but to use unused footage from force awakens and just kind of retrofit it to what you need. Now that produces some complications when it comes to story, but looking beyond you know, this film and, and what we as Star Wars fans have grown to love and how much we all deeply felt the loss of Carrie Fisher, um, it's it's a sin I'm willing to to overlook so that Carrie could have a proper, um, as proper as possible, goodbye in this film. Um, but again, just like, what I, I really wanted, honestly, I really wanted I know we we kind of harped on Attack of the Clones for such a big time jump between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. I actually wanted a big time jump between Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Well, it felt it, it
1: felt needed, right? Given the, given the state of the Resistance a, at the end of the Last Jedi, you yeah. needed some manner of time to pass to gain resources or or you know add to add to their legion like you know how do you do a follow-up when you have 24 people against the the empire you know
0: exactly and i was hoping for like you know give us something like 10 years and open the film with
1: two or three you know just some like you know an empire an empire to jedi kind of situation you know a little jump there
0: yeah so this one was one year. And it just it it needed more yeah. to to kind of flush out more. Now granted, the resistance doesn't appear to be that much more built
1: up. No, no, they're uh, still pretty pretty hurting. There's
0: still, still very there's not not a lot of ships to go around. Um So yeah, we got that with Carrie. What else was not great um hey palpatine maybe at some point in your life stop shooting yourself with your own lightning yeah
1: i have that note as well (laughs) i i the whole thing with palpatine is just like he he wanted like if you've had this fleet all this time or whatever and you're just gonna kill kylo ren and Ray at the end, anyway, seeing as they don't want to do what you want them to do, but you could still, you still obviously can be empowered and kill them. Why didn't you just do that before? Like, yeah, like like I said, why the cloak and dagger with Snoke at at all? Like, why just if you could be immortal, just you, you just be immortal send a clone of yourself and, out there and tell everyone you're still alive. You know, like the empire never yeah. fell apart. The empire is still kicking surprise. You know what I mean? Like if you can do that, then just do that. You're just the emperor yeah. and you've been there all along. Right. And. Okay. Let's say,
0: uh, all right, let's, you know, put all that in the vacuum. Okay. okay. Get to, like the scene where at the end, where he discovers that Ray and Kylo are a dyad. Yeah. In the force. Don't get me
1: started on, on this jumble, but go on. And he's, he's able to
0: draw their life force to restore himself. Mm. Um, again, why, why, why would you stop at age like 79? <laughs> why would you draw that much life into and be like, okay, all right. I'm, I'm where I was back at return. But you know what, folks? Can can we give Ian McDermott a break and give him like a day or so where he doesn't have to put the full prosthetic makeup on, and just let him replenish himself back to what he looked like in the prequels? Because I mean,
1: because that's what we know, Carl. We know we, we know what yeah. the Emperor looks like, so he has to look like that in the final battle. Otherwise, people won't know who he is.
0: And and apparently, when you're draining the life force from a diet and the force, it allows you to make different clothes too.
1: Yeah, and I, and I, I saw that. I noticed that. Fancy belt. Fancy um, belt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Once again, and you mentioned like actors, you know, doing the Lord's work and doing everything they can with what they've been given. Our 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 principal cast. I'll say. Uh, it. Well, I, I, I think with this I'll segue into stuff I liked. Our principal cast is just they're they're giving they're coming off the bench and they're scoring like six three pointers in two minutes.
1: Dude, I I said it before, I'll say it again. Uh, these movies are extraordinarily well casted and the our our leads are all tremendous and I they all deserved better than what they got here. Um all of them they they were not served by the material they got and they still managed to deliver you know in spades even though they're being woefully underserved they're also likable they're also their chemistry is off the charts like i want to see these people in a movie that's not star wars together because they all just are so good together um yeah it and it's just a shame that we're not i honestly i got i got sad at the end of this movie because i felt like Man, all these people deserved better. Uh, I I felt I legit felt bad um, because they all just I, I like them all, and this and they're not going to get another crack at this, and this is it, and that's really sad.
0: Yeah, it's it's really really unfortunate. Um, yeah. So, all right, I want to talk about the stuff I did like about this film, because there are things I do like about this film. Okay. The set pieces are fantastic. Uh, Like the, the environments they're in the, the action scenes are all great. Um, the, like the, the desert planet they go to where the festival is happening. Like that's something different. We don't normally see something like that in star Wars. And it was very, you know, very visually, well done and it gives us like different things we could see like we get to see the knights of Wren. we don't get to learn anything about them but they yeah certainly
1: do look cool. I, um, I, I i don't know if i want to even talk about them like we spent all this time building them up and we literally know nothing about them and they get dispatched yeah. and that's it like oh well okay guess so you know yeah.
0: Yeah, so the like the, the festival's cool, the uh the under the the tunnels when they fall through the coffee and like you know, into the underground layer of that big
1: snake. Didn't like Again, that.
0: Again fantastic. Again, within storytelling context, yeah, don't like it, but as far as like a set piece and a visual, like it looks great and it's working great. It's um, it's
1: something. That that, 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 the whole Ray doesn't kill the snake thing is stupid, though. They all, they, the only reason, like, you, dude, there's a giant snake that clearly wants to kill you. You have a lightsaber, just kill the damn thing. Like, you people have no problem taking out stormtroopers left and right. Like, here's a wild animal, you might want to kill it. But no, 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 we can't do that because we have to establish this whole force healing thing. So we better have a scene included where. Like Ray does a thing to an a and make sure it's to a- an animal because animals are innocent. Carl. I'm not sure if you know this, Carl, but animals are innocent. So if you save an animal, it makes your, it makes your protagonist look that much more, you know, likable yeah. and, and, uh, you know, <laughs> but practicality wise, like, dude, it's a giant man eating snake. No one's going to bat knife. An and cut the damn thing's head off right now, <laughs> but no, no, we have to have the scene here to establish this thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. like
0: the, the what else I like uh the lightsaber duel between uh Ray and Kylo on the remnants of Death Star. Yes, I like I, I like one.
1: that. Fantastic looking.
0: There's a lot of emotional resonance in the scene. Um and just like the visuals they're using and whatnot is really, really great scene. Um uh, I do. I do want to talk about the the uh, Kylo's turn back to Ben. Now, granted, we were very much um, on the no redemption for Kylo, and I think it would have served the character better had he stayed on the dark side, as I'm sure we'll discuss a little bit later. In and Colin Trevorrow's original script, he, he did stay on the dark side, um, but the so. Leia gives up the last of her life force and reaches out to her son.
1: Can we talk about that real quick? Well, we're, ta- sure. we're, we're talking about it, so let's let's talk about it. Yeah. Let me check my note because I want to make sure I get this right. That bothered me. Let me tell you why it bothered me. It bothered me. Where's, where's my Where's my exact note on this? Um. Basically, it's. Leia dies so that Rey can kill her son, basically. Like, if you think about it, that's what it was. And number one, how did she... And again, the Force, so we have, to, we have to just... I hate using that as a crutch. Like, oh, well, she knew because of the Force, so I, whatever. But how did she know they were having that confrontation at that exact moment, right? And so then she, she does whatever she does to distract him... She, she, she does this thing that ends up killing her like so Ray can kill him. That's kind of weird considering it's her son. And not to mention, let me go back. I'm backing up. My, oh, okay, so Maz, as they're doing this whole thing on Endor, I assume it's Endor or whatever moon of Endor that they're on, Maz says something like, poignant about Leia and what she has to do for her son it's like how do you know what she's thinking or what's going on how do you know that Ray is fighting her son on a planet far far away from here right now how do you know that besides the fact the script told you so you don't know that Kylo Ren is even there you don't know what's going on the scene just happened like again I know they're working around what footage they had of Carrie Fisher so I'm 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 empathetic but, like, in the context of the movie, this thing happens. She delivers this dialogue about what Leia's going through. It's like, how, how do you know? What, how do you know that? You're not even, a, you know, whatever. So then Leia goes and meditates, distracts her son long enough for Rey to kill him, and then Leia dies. That's Leia's legacy? Like, she goes through all this stuff, she kills herself so someone else can kill her son. Man, that's really stupid. <laughs> Like
0: I I disagree with that interpretation.
1: Oh okay. I, don't, I mean that's what happened. I don't think <laughs> she is
0: intentionally trying to distract Kylo for the purpose of Ray killing him. I think she is trying to make one last ditch effort to reach past Kylo to her son.
1: Okay. But it and still doesn't work and she, it, I mean, no, I I get that. It's, it's get still that. hollow, and she dies.
0: I don't, I don't feel it's necessarily hollow. Um, again, a lot of this because it's not portrayed outrageously well. It is open to a lot of interpretation. I don't interpret it as a hollow act. I, I interpret it as a, a mother's last attempt to make her son see differently. Um, and I think like that is even in the last Jedi when, you know, when Leia reserved herself to the fact that Kylo couldn't, Ben couldn't be saved, you know, and we can speak to this as parents, a mother's love and a father's love is still going to try. And so again, that's, that's my interpretation. That's how I viewed it. Um, and as much as I was against, uh, Kylo or Ben's redemption, um, I didn't, I wasn't crazy about how they did it. I didn't a hundred percent hate how they did it. Um, Eh. now again we, it's, we, we, it's, we it's,
1: it's in the words the of show. in the words of Luke and in, in the last Jedi it's a cheap trick <laughs> they they yeah. they dragged Harrison Ford off of whatever you know farm he was living on <laughs> yeah. and and
0: out of the wreckage of any plane
1: <laughs> I mean fly yes land no <laughs> in real life <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, and, and that and that give that gave it some gravitas. And look, for what yeah. it is, I'm not going to lie. It's 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 effective and well done. But narratively speaking, I think we both have agreed he should have stayed. His his path was chosen. He chose his path. Yeah, and, for, and yes. So this yes. this feels like too Definitely. little, too late for me. Like you're doing it because you feel like you have to, or. Because it's the Star Wars thing to do to turn a Jedi or a Sith back to a, you know, the good side and all that business. But like, dude, we're past that. Like, we had that yeah, and you teased it, and then choices were made, and here we are.
0: Yeah, and it's it's definitely it's definitely part of the fan service, because the fans wanted to see Ray and Ben together. Yeah. Um yeah. but but getting back to To the the turn, yeah. Um, If you listen to the show for any amount of time, you know that you know I had a very close relationship with my father, and anytime um, something with a father and son come up, I I generally will be a sucker for it. So this scene, when I first saw it, you know, I'll be the first to admit, had me in tears. When I watched it again the other day, still, you know, William sitting next to me. Still rolling some tears at this scene. That being said, it was. If you're going to do a scene like this, and you're still making some effort to tell a coherent narrative from Force Awakens through this, Han Solo is not the person that Ben should be talking to in that moment when he's teetering on that decision between. Does he become Ben Solo again, or does he remain Kylo Ren? Mm-hmm. The person he needs to be talking to in that moment is Anakin.
1: Oh, I was—I thought you were going to say Leia, but you know, for reasons. No,
0: not... no, no, because that doesn't make sense either. The person he needs to talk to, the person that can relate to where he is at at this point in his life more than <sighs> anyone else, is the person who he is. Tried to model his life after, and that's Anakin.
1: Yeah, well, I'm glad they didn't do and, that. <laughs> you
0: no, know, I th- I feel they should have done that because again, Hayden yeah. Christensen is a good actor who didn't have a good director, and there are good actors out there who have the body of work and have the experience that can that can do so like you and McGregor that can make you know lemonade out of lemons when they're given to them, but. The prequel trilogy very early in Hayden Christensen's career, he doesn't really have the clout or whatnot to go against a director. So I don't, based on everything else I've seen him in outside of Star Wars, I really like would have liked to seen him in that moment with a much more capable director. I think for all the flaws that this film has. And for everything we keep on JJ, I think at the end of the day we can agree we could both agree that he's a much more capable director than George was.
1: Yeah, he's yes, technically he's far more competent. Far oh. more.
0: So so I yeah. So I think in that moment, having Anakin speak to him and relate to him and giving that actor a chance to reprise that role in a better way and not doing it was a real missed opportunity. Something I would have liked to have seen them do. Mm.
1: Um, let's talk about Luke
0: for a little bit.
1: Man, let's. So, yeah. can I, let me hit you with this. I can't be the only person okay. who left The Last Jedi and hearing Luke's last words to Kylo Ren saying, you know, if you strike me down, I'll always be with you. Remember, remember that? And then, yeah. Luke, and then when Luke, Luke's gambit is over and Kylo realizes what's going on, he just goes, see you around, kid. Why did I think that we would get a Kylo Ren haunted by the ghost of Luke Skywalker in this movie and we didn't get that at all? I was hoping we would get Luke, you know, showing up on Kylo's shoulder, so to speak, every so often, just a just needle at him over whatever, you know, like Kylo's got to make some kind of decision and Luke just like harping on him or, or antagonizing him or, you know what I mean? Being like being the angel on the devil's shoulder kind of thing and, and like hunting him. But in this, no, we don't get that at all. He won't be seeing Kylo around. Luke only shows up when conveniently needed on the planet where Ray goes to for what you know, please don't get me started on that whole on this Ray's. I don't. Even, we haven't even talked about the whole Palpatine Ray thing because I don't even think it's worth talking about because I think it's I think it's incredibly stupid. So yeah. I, I really have nothing more to say about it. I think it's incredibly, incredibly stupid, and it should not have been done. But anyway, she goes back to Luke's island planet thingy, and there he shows up, and he's only there to basically give ryan johnson a middle finger and it's just so ham-fisted i can't stand it i i don't like it and i you know i'm look i'm happy to see i'm always happy to see luke skywalker okay don't get me wrong yeah. but like the way he's used is again he's a ghost so how much can they use him but like it just feels like the way he is used is so weak uh, he, like he he it, it just felt weak
0: so, I definitely um, understand that interpretation and it is a completely valid interpretation. And for the longest time, like I kind of was on that line. So like it was just like a middle finger to Ryan Johnson and just kind of undoing everything that Luke went through in the last Jedi. And like to, to a point that's that's right, but at the same time, when you look at where the character went in last Jedi, and you look at like one of the the first things he said to Ray in this it may it, it makes a little bit of sense when it, he says to Ray, "I was wrong."
1: Yeah, I know. I know where you're going with this. And yeah, I I, like, I get you.
0: Okay, so I and you can't you can't say no, that's not the case, that they just want to give Ryan Johnson a middle finger. But it's one of the few things that fits back with the Last Jedi. Because at the end of the Last Jedi we see Luke accept who he is, mm-hmm. return to what he once tried to be that he he understands that he doesn't have to be the legend, airfinger quotes, that he just has to be himself. And he goes back to that character that we knew in the original trilogy. And so this this Luke here that we see in Rise of Skywalker, yes, is very much fan service, is very much the Luke. That everybody wanted to see in The Last Jedi, not the Luke we got. It is those things, yes. But it is also a continuation of the Luke that we got in The Last Jedi. And to me, it can be both of those things.
1: Yeah, I I just wish he would have had more to do besides just catch a lightsaber this time and say that's no way to treat the Jedi's weapon wink 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 at the audience eh, okay it's fine yeah God, thank, thanks for that oh by the way um, how come like uh, like is Anakin the only force ghost who gets to choose how he wants to look in the afterlife because everyone else just gets to be like their old craggly selves when they die Luke Luke is apparently committed to the, the hobo look for all of eternity.
0: So, so you're questioning a change that was made in the special edition? Not even the original release. No,
1: no, no, no. Because even even if it were Sebastian Shaw, he was old and craggly and bald and messed up when he died as Darth Vader. So how come he got to look all dashing and 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 worldly? Uh, at the end of return of the jedi the og
0: because george I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know what i'm saying like well like you're
1: you're trying to find a narrative logic for that change and there isn't it's just because george i, I, I know i know but like you know maybe if if you get to choose kind of how you look wouldn't luke want to look the way he looked you know at the and when when he was doing his astral projection version of himself wouldn't that be Maybe a better look to say. You know what? I want to look like that for the rest of my life. For the rest of for yeah. the rest of eternity, I want to look like this. I, I want to look like
0: Corvette Summer Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> not last, not last, Luke Skywalker.
1: Not the dude. Not 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 uh, Jeff Lebowski. Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Can I at least
0: get Donnie Luke Skywalker? <laughs>
1: It's just it's just an um, observation. He shows up, he looks all yeah. disheveled, and it's like, dude, you're a ghost. You could look however you want to look. Why why are you committing to this? Yeah.
0: So it's funny. Uh, it's funny. What, what so the the battle in the end. It's uh, I'm I'm sorry. I pop big when Lando shows up in the Falcon with everyone. Of course. Because it, but, great, it's a great scene. It's a scene. It's a great it, it's a great <laughs> scene and it has emotional resonance to it. Um, it's especially speak like, you know, with with everything going on in the world right now, it, it speaks to that in some ways like, you know, the First Order Admiral is the new bad guy they introduced. Oh, that was um, dumb, ben by the way. name escapes me. He's like, uh, Je- where, Admiral where Pride. Yeah. Where where did they get this navy from? The air guy's are like, it's not a
1: navy; it's just people. No, hang on, and, that's well, I, I, that's fine. I I I like that thematically. That's 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 good. I like it. The thing I have a problem with though is like, the first order, Leia, who has been fighting her whole life. Everyone knows her. Everyone loves her. She puts out the distress call at the end of Last Jedi in the beginning of this movie, and no one go, No one comes to help. And then in the span of like 2 hours Lando goes out and like does Lando like sweet talk the galaxy or something like hello well, what Drew, have we Drew, here
0: True <laughs> true let's
1: And they all it's show Lando. up I know I know It's
0: Lando I know We are like the buzzing of flies to
1: I know I hear you It and and yes I love the man as well but like come on you know what I mean come on. <laughs> If someone's gonna whisper that sweet, sweet honey it's it, gonna be Lando uh, I'll say this about Lando in this movie. Like, you know, that's fine. I I, I I I do hate seeing my heroes old, but uh the when Lando mentions that he was on like the um the hunt with Luke, my note was basically I would like I like the idea of Lando and Luke going on adventures. I want to see more yeah. of I I'd like I wish I could see more of that. Yeah. That 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 tickled my imagination like, oh, Lando and Luke, you know, going out and, and doing stuff. That would be cool. I'd like to see that. I won't, but I'd like to.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And I get did seeing him in the
0: Donald Glover shirt just seem weird?
1: Yes. Yes, I would have I would have preferred those sweet baby blues on Lando. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> maybe loser, maybe an old beat-up general's uniform.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that 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 was a curious um bit of synergy, wasn't it? Like they had yeah. to they had to give him Donald Glover's outfit. Like, wh- wh- Why? Because do they think people wouldn't know who he was otherwise? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Okay. And, and
0: again, it's it's one of those things where he is just coming in. He is coming in hot off the bench. Um, every scene he has, he's great in, um, just really, really wish we could have seen him in more of the trilogy, but I understand there were, uh, there were health concerns. Yeah. uh, Yeah. film, so I was very, very glad, uh, to see him back in this one. Um, yeah, the, the last scene where they show up and the ship show up, I was like, I really popped out for that scene. I really enjoyed that scene. Um, but like, again, the, the inconsistent power levels of the emperor, like, so he can, like, he can shut down an entire fleet. Okay. Why didn't he do that? at The
1: battle of Endor. Yeah. Dude, look, I, I, I hear, I, I hear you. I agree with you. (laughs) There's a lot of questions. Um, I don't know. And it doesn't make a lot of sense. N- none of it makes a lot of sense. And I, it's it, again, it's the, the movie clearly is designed for you not to think about it very hard. Honestly. It, like by design. And it, it irks me. that That kind of stuff irks me. I don't know. Like if I Palpatine's whole plan just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like I said before, like if he could, if he could do all these things all along, then why did not just do them? Like, who cares if you get to, you know, transfer your consciousness into Ray's body or not, like whatever, dude, you're clearly still powerful and can still do all this stuff and clone bodies and, and make your presence felt. So who cares if you're in her body or not? Like, You could have just did all this already, or just use Kylo Ren's body. He's they're a dyad or whatever, right? Like just use him. He was already doing what you wanted him to do. You could have, you could have, you know, did whatever to him at some point. Uh, You didn't have to go through many much trouble to get him there. He was already there. So getting getting Ray there is just why? Who cares? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just doesn't matter. Yeah. Nothing matters. And, <laughs> just, I don't know. I don't know. You know.
0: Yeah. It it was not. It was not the ending that we wanted. He, it was not. It was not the ending that uh, we. Uh,
1: yeah, I, Don. You, I, you're. I hear. I hear you. you. You didn't have to say it. I hear you. I yeah. hear you. You know who I really feel bad for? Chewbacca. Uh, okay. you know, That scene when he finds out Leia died, that got me. That yeah. That just like He like crumbled. I, and I was like, "Oh, Chewbacca. This poor, yeah. this poor dude." And then, you know what I and you know what kind of what, what came to me in that moment was like, "Man, we're all Chewbacca." Like, we went through these moves Like, we all wanted to love these moves Like, we were excited about it. We, new adventures, yada, yada. And then all we got was we, we got to see our old friends die. And it's like, oh, damn. And I know that's kind of maybe what we should have expected going in. But that just makes me kind of come back to maybe what I said in our Last Jedi talk. And it's like... I know why they did what they did, but man, they really should have just set all of these a generation or two removed from the the, the original trilogy entirely, so that give them a happy ending. Watching because honestly, man, I have, I, have, I still have a hard time with the idea that like all the struggles of the original trilogy and the heroes and the the, the the, the friendships and the good times and, and the happy ending of Return of the Jedi. None of that mattered. And they all die in sad ways. And like, uh, what a bummer. What a bummer. I'm with Chewie. I'm, I'm falling to the ground and I'm kind of, I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not getting a medal out of it either. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I
0: don't. My ultimate take on this is like we got we got two good movies and one bad movie. But um, unfortunately, the bad movie was probably the most important one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I you know isn't it like God? It for whatever reason, I don't want to say that. Like, I don't want to say that it's bad, but it it is bad. It's a bad movie. I I. It, uh for like in my in my brain, I have this weird thing. Like I I I can. I'm I'm very okay with the prequels being bad, and I accept it. Like it's just something that goes without saying. But there's something in me that doesn't want to say that the new ones are bad. But this one, I, I like. I will not defend. I I cannot defend it. It's not good. It's just bad. Like, and the thing about it, we're probably going to go long, but I'm actually going to wrap up. All This is all I have to say. This is my last word on this movie. Like, I can talk about the prequels and all their badness at length. Like, I, I, I can go on about them, even though I hate them, which is, I know, the irony of it all, right? Yeah. With this one, I'm shocked that I've had this much to say about it. Because when we were going into this, I just thought, like, I don't even know what to say about the rise of Skywalker because there's just not a lot of meat on those bones. Honestly, the plot, the movie itself, it's it's it just it's so inconsequential. I and nothing really makes sense, and I just don't care enough to even talk about it. So that's my that's my last word on it. Kind of like it, it, it's a thing. It's over. I feel bad for the cast and the and the characters that deserve better, and here we are, and it's done, and well, I have no idea where we, we go from here. yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, again, uh kind of looking back on the Disney era of Star Wars. For me personally, for the most part,
1: it's been good more hits than misses in my opinion,
0: definitely, like to me, there's just one real miss. this is it, but the problem is, yeah, yeah. it's like of all the ones to miss on, it, this is not the one you wanted it to be
1: yeah that's that's a that's a great way to put it. This is the one they could not have missed on, but they did
0: yeah, and it in a way, missing on this. Taints all the other successes.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, in, in a way, in that I mean, it's, at, least,
0: at least the film successes. Sure. Like I can't, I can't get too broken up about um, Rise of Skywalker being bad when I'm watching Mandalorian because Mandalorian's just so damn good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, we, you got to take. Take it for what it is. I suppose it's just—it's a bummer that the—I uh, don't know. It—it's just a bummer, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just a bummer. I, I, so there's not I much. Mean, there's not much more right, to
1: say. I, you know, it—it should—it yeah. should have been better. It wasn't. Here we are. Your Skywalker so, saga kind of is three great. It's three great movies, two good movies, and then just a, a, a pile of crap in the corner. At least we got the originals, and you know, in my own. It, this is just me speaking and I'm not telling anyone what to what to do or how to interpret this stuff. But for me, it's like in my kids like to use the term headcanon, you know what I mean? Yeah. In, in my headcanon, there was the original trilogy. The prequels never happened. And I hate to say this, but like the sequels kinda didn't hit I do not I d I don't I can't really I'm not saying they're as bad as the prequels, but I don't. I I don't want to give them the, the. I can't canonize them in my in my in my brain. I just can't. We we, we like the first two. I know, <laughs> I know, but 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 I have to. But if I, even though if even if I like them, I have I have this overarching overarching whatever the term you want to use there. Same spelling, uh, feeling of. I I don't like the undoing. Like I said before, I just I don't like the undoing of the happy endings of the characters that I loved, that I grew up loving. Uh, I just have a hard time with it. So, and given how it all went down, I I just prefer to remember, remember them how they were, and makes me happy. And I can go on with my Star Wars loving existence with the Mandalorian because it's great. And you know, hopefully, there is more stuff in that vein that fills that need for me. Um, and your Rogue Ones, and your and, and yes, even your solos. I will even say that I, I did enjoy Solo. Um, I haven't watched it in a while, but it just—I I certainly left the theater thinking I enjoyed that, and I would watch another one of those with the same people in it. Which you know, I mean, if I can say that about a movie, I must have thought it was pretty decent. You know what I mean? um yeah uh, so yeah that's that's just kind of where i'm at with with all this whatever they do next whatever star wars decides to do next i just hope uh take it somewhere else and get it far away from stuff we know and don't reference people we know anymore just tell me a new story with new people and for god's sake plan it out
0: Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think um, as far as what is coming from Star Wars, we know we're getting Mandalorian season two. Yep, yep. Uh, we are getting a lot of Disney Plus content. We got um, a final season of Clone Wars, which was freaking incredible. Uh, we are getting a Cassian Andor show. Uh, we're getting an Obi Wan Kenobi show. Those are the two that we know for absolute certain that we're
1: getting. Um, and I'm I'm, and I'm 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 on board for all that. Um, yeah. if the execu- um, if the execution as... is on point, I I think you know me though when I say I've said this before, I am a little tired of mining the same time period kind of stuff. Um filling in the filling in the gaps kind of irks me. Yeah. I I hope we can move on at some point. Like I said, whatever you whatever they do Next, next. Please just take yeah. it away somewhere. Next.
0: But I think you can even, like, even though, like, Mandalorian's doing that, it's filling in the gaps, it's doing it really well. So I think execution speaks for a lot. Um, as far as films
1: go, there is nothing currently official i'm sure they've got a i'm sure they're taking in yeah. a lot of ideas but i don't think they yeah. know where they want to definitely go yet
0: and at this point and this is me saying this i think if we've established anything um over the these last nine episodes is that i'm willing to forgive star wars a lot of its sins um I I am okay if Star Wars decides to stay out of theaters for a good long while. Um even though ultimately for me it is best experienced as a theater.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um I I think for now uh just tell us some smaller scale good stories and give the the larger scale stories kind of a breather for a while. Um, So, yeah. That's kind of where we are. Uh, Dear listeners, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, We were doing some discussion prior to beginning recording this episode of where we want to go next. Uh, We have a couple different ideas, but most importantly, we want to hear from you all. What would you like, what direction would you like to see the show Go in. We discussed the idea of doing just kind of like two bonus episodes of the Star Wars anthology where we talk about Solo and we talk about Rogue One. Um, we talked about just kind of sticking around for a little while and just checking in every other week, like we've been doing, with some news and some general discussion, not necessarily really a theme to the show. Uh, but we would like to hear. What you guys and girls think? What you want us to do, or where you like to see us go? We're, we're definitely interested and appreciate any feedback you can give us. And if you're looking for a place to give us that feedback, you can do so at the following social media locations: Segway Black Belt. Um, you can do so <laughs> on Twitter. Follow us at Devils Do Pod. You can like our Facebook page at Facebook.com/slash Devils Do Pod. You can email us at thedevilsdoepod at gmail dot com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the dot com. Drew, uh, for all intents and purposes, we have come to the end of the Star Wars Star Wars Road. Any <sighs> final thoughts?
1: I, I I gave you all I got <laughs> for, for, for for Star Wars.
0: All right, cool. Uh, folks, a thousand
1: Star you. Wars takes living you now, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Forty hours of pain. Oh, God. Oh, all at once. no, it's not that many. <laughs> Ten to twelve um, tops. <laughs>
0: uh, all right. So, folks, thank you for joining us for this whole journey. We will be back. Uh, so far, the plan is to stick to our bi weekly schedule. I could, th- I could probably safely say there is no um, plan to return to a weekly schedule at the moment.
1: Not um, at present, no. <laughs> yeah,
0: no. Um, but we appreciate you sticking with us. We hope you all have a great time. Enjoy these films, love them. Uh, they have endured. And may the force be with you all.